Hello and welcome to Launch Left Podcast, a space for fame creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels and an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Today our guest is Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down, and you'll be talking to her shortly and we'll make sure that I pronounced her name right. Hope you're having a great day. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Well, hello, Tao. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. So happy to have you on the show. Please pronounce your name in full for us so people watching and listening know how to say it as well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, my full name is Tao Win. And we love your band, Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So oh wonderful. Uh, specifically, well, we're going to play your video, Phenoma, at the end. Um, and that's the song that I heard because your album is coming out tomorrow. So it's kind of been, I haven't heard the whole thing yet. Um, and it's so good. We at Launch Left highly recommend to all the viewers and listeners out there. And I remember reading when I was watching the video, which I love, by the way, I love any kind of video that includes movement and dance, um, that you were poised to make the video proper and then COVID-19 happened. Can you share a little bit about what happened after that? What the sure. plan was, how it pivoted? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the original treatment um, for Phenom was going to be a dance video, given the energy of the song, this song in particular, of any on the album, needed a dance video. Um, and so we were all set to shoot, and then um, South by Southwest was canceled. Uh, and you could just tell that that's where things were headed. And um, and shortly thereafter, California was put under shelter-in-place orders. And we were due to shoot the video in LA at the end of March. And um, so the fate of Phenom was very much in question because I really wanted it out in the world. But I didn't know how, I didn't know what video would accompany it. And we were talking about maybe making a lyric video and then circling back and doing the, the, the real dance video after the fact but so much was in the air there's so many unknowns and then my manager joe um so this happened on a monday he he called and said what if we did the video on zoom what if we did the dance video on zoom just to give you the time frame monday joe called me by next tuesday the video was delivered wow because there was this urgency we we all knew i, I mean i wasn't sold when I first heard it, I was like, this could go very <laughs> poorly. This could be like painfully bad, you know, and, and it, you're dealing with such a novel uh, form. It, it, the moment is so heightened anyway, you know, and, um, and, but once I saw the choreography, uh, once I saw what Erin was working on, she sent a couple videos of like with her and all of the grids figuring out the dance moves and stuff. Once I saw it, I, I had a good feeling that we could maintain the integrity of the song. So I, I think it's, it was so inventive. I can't believe you did it so fast. Um, but it, it actually makes me wonder, uh, want to ask you the question of, 
of your creativity during this time as well. And as an artist, like, cause obviously that was something that came together. I think sometimes too, when things are meant to come together, they just do, you know, even oh, yeah. against all odds. And, and I think it's a, an important um, video for right now and song. And so I'm so glad that it did come together so easily, but it makes me think about talking more about creativity at this time. And, and, you know, there's different artists have really experienced this time very differently. And I'm just curious how, how you've been in terms of your creative. Sure, sure. I think it's been at this point where are we almost two months in to, so, so it feels like so many lifetimes (laughs) of, of different creative ebbs and flows and bursts and just uh, complete withdrawal. And so I've experienced all of that. And luckily, you know, that was part of the urgency of making that video on Zoom is it was right at the beginning. And there was, there was this energy that we could bottle and tap into. And you could tell, or I could feel it too, that in a little, in a little while, there would be waves of, well, I, I already had fallen into slight despondencies. I had already been so bereft and I just knew it would continue. So I think in general, the, my relationship with creativity has been capture it when you can and when you're moved to do so. And when you're not, do not feel bad about it. Like this idea that artists should be producing and also not only producing, but producing like a more heightened, in touch, uh, hallowed, sacred thing, you know, just to mark this time for all of us. But, you know, I mean, we're all really stressed out. We all have lost our livelihoods several times over. Um, So I think anyone who can do it, incredible. And and, uh, there should be no no sense of self-loathing, no sense of disappointment when we can't do it. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the mark of an artist too, though, is often is extreme self-loathing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we are, that's the thing. It's that we already do it so much already. Like, I know, you right? know. We are like, no one worry about how shitty we feel about ourselves. It's, yeah. we've got it covered. <laughs> I know it's it's certainly is a, is a very insecure time just in terms of all the things that we used to be able to do to ensure survival being stripped away right. um and obviously not just for artists but for everyone in many respects but uh I think in an already insecure industry I hate to call it even an industry but the arts is something that as it is is not considered a, a decent job to begin with right or like <laughs> unless you right. become huge or a pop star or something like it's always a struggle you don't get you know um insurance for it often or you don't you know it's like the basic things your parents don't recommend it as a job <laughs> you know those, it's already got a bad rap being an artist it's, right? yeah it's so, got a bad rap yeah <laughs> but yeah it's also you know I think a lot of people do look to artists and the arts for inspiration and exaltation and taking them out of the everyday um living inside the box kind of way. I think we, you know, the opportunity to, to be um, health, healthily distracted 
in whatever form that takes is like we're leaping at the chance you know I think there's it's a way there's so much grief spoken and unspoken I think we're processing that however we can um it's yeah it's the I don't know (laughs) I don't know it um and it's I think it's a really amazing time to make something for nothing else but to have made it and it's yeah. a, you know, and I talked to my friends who are musicians as well about reassessing, taking this time, as you said, to, to pull back and, and reassess how we want to be a part of the game. And if we do, and how, because it already is such an unstable, um, I think in many ways undercompensated, underappreciated um, field but what you make, but people want to consume, but there's an audience for it, but there's, there's varying degrees of support for it. And now's the time to, you know, help redefine how we participate. I agree. I think the most important thing is that when we come back, whatever coming back looks like, you know, how are we going to be extra supportive, not only of artists, but of, of the support system for artists? And like, yeah. and, and what is the, like, what, you know, was the industry as we knew it? And what don't we want to bring back? You know, what mm-hmm. do we want to leave in the action? Yeah. Because there's yeah, yeah. plenty, I think, that was unfair. This other piece that I've been, that obviously we've all had to confront, um, especially people releasing work right now, that negotiating that it's a really, it's a very weird place to be, <laughs> to, um, to be aware of the very stark, very um, basic issues of true survival in the, in the realest sense versus the survival of a livelihood or a career or whatever. And then, but then to release work at this time, it, it is, it is really uncomfortable Yeah. in moments to, to promote or to talk about the, you know, it, yeah. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. You know? And it's this ongoing navigation, but how, you, know, you don't necessarily want to apologize all the time for, no. for talking about your work or releasing at this moment. Yeah. You're, you're sort of like, and how do we explain all of, the years that yeah, everyone's work uh, just in normal life would have just happened and the culmination that the timing of it is such that yeah, I, if I, I don't know if, um, yeah, it's just a really weird time. <laughs> it is. I know. We were just talking about this yesterday. There's always a way if I think if you connect your heart to it or like why you ever decided to play music like what was Mm -hmm. the reason that drew you to be a musician that saved you maybe at a time as a kid right that drew you in whatever was that thing that made you feel safe with music Mm -hmm. you know you can promote that yeah (laughs) right like while releasing your things because that's what led to who you are as Mm -hmm an artist now and that's what led to the beauty of, of your songs and your videos and your new record 
it's like is that kid that needed music and that for me life is stories right like it really is about connecting up to, up to each other's stories and feeling mm -hmm. like i understand you um the only way i will understand you is when you share like a real truth about yourself right 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 yeah and so i think sometimes that's how because it is really hard so i don't know if that helps but that's what i've been uh thinking about and trying my best to do is just like go to the heart of why mm -hmm. it's coming out like what's yeah. the motivation right if right, you right. Your motivation yeah. people you know they want to connect and they want to mm -hmm. hear good music it's like how we talk about it i think that maybe takes it out of the icky and into the you know hopefully transformative realm where the song really moves somebody and mm -hmm. guides them towards creating or, you know, drawing or right. writing poetry. I don't know. Totally. That's my hope always is like, well, whatever it is, may it lead to someone else feeling inspiration and joy and getting out of their anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate that perspective. Definitely. It's been really helpful to, and I do think of this album this way, just as an offering, as the most sincere offering to date you know um in the looking as a seeking you know. yeah yeah so it's this this the tracks of it are just so powerful i asked two questions it used to be three but one became i noticed that when i asked this one it basically i get the answer to the two so i just <laughs> asked two now <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> and that is just how music did find you how did music find you oh it found me the way that what you were talking about the way salvation does it just i was I, I've always loved it, but when I actually started playing, I was 11, 11 or, yeah, when I started playing guitar. And it was out of deep, deep loneliness and sadness. And I, uh, I, I grew up in a very turbulent house, and that was the thing. That was my solace. And, and but listening to music, you know, that no matter what, and I, I, I just love that you said that because it's so important for me to remember in making music and being a part of uh, the music industry or doing this for my living to remember how I loved it and how integral to remember first and foremost that I'm a fan of music. Um, it's always been such an incredible um place of solace mm. yeah mm. wow so you were 11 and you started with guitar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and, and when did you first like what song did you first hear that kind of brought like where your mind was blown do you remember it was, oh yeah i remember i was six years old and i heard Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, you really got a hold on me. Oh, God, yes. I and I remember it was uh, WBIG, 100.3 WBIG, which is the oldest station. And I remember laying down next to the speaker because I just, like, couldn't handle it. You know, like I needed to like climb inside the speaker. I, I didn't know who was singing, 
at that point, Roseanne, you remember the show, Roseanne? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this character, Crystal, she smoked in the show. And so I, when I heard Smokey Robinson's voice, I, the rasp, to me, I just saw Crystal from Roseanne. I got, so, you know, so I was just like imagining <laughs> her singing to me. I, it was, <laughs> but it's so vivid. It's so, and like those melodies are incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's a great first one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I assume through high school you were uh, already playing regular. If you if you discovered it at eleven, started playing probably by oh, high yeah. school. You were. Were you? Did you have a high school band, uh, like rock band kind of thing? Or? You know, I I went the, totally the the um, solo singer songwriter route for a while, and I had a friend who I sang with where I, I wrote the songs and she would sing with me. Um, and I and we performed at every open mic night in Virginia and DC. Um, and my mom was really cool about letting me borrow her car and, and going out, you know, cause open mic nights are always just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So every week I was out there, we were out there playing and, and, uh, and cutting our teeth <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So you were courageous as well. You were getting in front of audiences and doing open mic nights. <laughs> I, I was. Don't know if I've done one of those before. Oh man, I've done enough for all of us. Don't worry. You don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Even karaoke freaks me out. <laughs> oh, I'm terrified of karaoke because because uh, people their expectations, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not that kind of singer. So. I I'm just sorry for yeah. I know, and yeah, I've yeah. had that same thing where I think people just assume I'm gonna like get up there and do it, <laughs> and I, for some reason it's never in my right key. Right. So I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I'll try that one, and then it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know how to get to the melody. It's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> totally. So I've had yeah. only like not great experiences. <laughs> oh, I've had yeah, deeply embarrassing ones. Or you think you know the melody. But then you realize you only know it if you hear it and sing along. Right. But if they take that out from underneath you, it's over. And it's, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. And we digress. <laughs> I love it. The other question I have is what form of activism does your art take? Or what do you, basically, what do you resonate with that's more about um how what you do as a creative connects to the bigger picture or do you have anything like that? Yeah, I do. And I really appreciate you asking, um, you know, uh, not this record, uh, two albums ago. So, uh, in 2013, we, we released an album called we the common and that was entirely inspired by and in tribute to the California coalition for women prisoners. And I've been a volunteer with them for, years since before that record but um so it's been really remarkable to be involved with them for a a very long time um so I'm really interested in criminal justice and prison reform and I do a lot of work with well you know I come from refugees so I have um especially now um especially now given all of the rhetoric um the anything that humanizes the experience of someone who was a refugee of war 
uh, and when I was in school, you know, before I decided to focus on music, I was a sociology major and I wanted to go into social justice work, but with a focus on um, domestic violence prevention, you know, that's like, that comes from childhood stuff. And um, I mean, you know, all of it is intertwined, but it, of course, but uh, I have, so there's all that that I've been more actively involved with and um, Oxfam America with my, I have a sort of uh, sisters on the planet ambassadorship with them. And, um, but with this latest record, I think it was really important to be, this is the first record wherein I'm publicly out in the press. And that's, and a lot of it is about this, how I, I was never, I was out in my own life and in my professional daily life, but my family had a lot of issues with me being out publicly. And so it's been this like crazy, um, long, <laughs> arduous road to get to a place where I could still belong to them and belong to myself. Mm. Oh. So when you talk about um, stories, yeah, it's so important. I think, and I've been, I feel like I've been so overdue in contributing my story and, mm. and it's so important. And every time someone is out in the media, I really appreciate it. And I've always, um, you know, I've, I felt like I, I wasn't doing my part. You did your part when it, it was bright for you too. You, you yeah, know. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's the other thing is, it's been so funny that because that, now it's like everyone's out. Who cares? But it, the, to bring not who cares, but within a certain realm of pop culture and media now, it's not that big of a deal. But if you come from the people I come from, that like I think it's really important to remember that it's it's still hard in all in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Oh, and, and uh, you know, you know, simultaneously, it also was a chance for me to say I love my family and the culture I come from, and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to you know, this is my embrace of them as well, which which heretofore has not necessarily happened in my music or my records. Yeah. yeah. In inclusion goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like acceptance goes both ways. Right. For sure. Because I think mm-hmm. anytime people feel um, defensive, it's because someone really pointed a finger at them. And, and the hardest thing we can do is not point fingers, but have conversations and tell mm-hmm. stories. Right. That's, mm-hmm so difficult for us yet like the definitely the way that would make things more manageable right but we have a habit to wrong and right in such an mm-hmm. extreme way yeah like that's our habit that's humanity's habit it's like right. no i'm right no I, you know mm-hmm. and that's the thing that creates all the conflict you right. know and it's difficult to talk about things you don't agree on Right. But actually talking about them and having conversations where you can hear someone's side and they hear yours and there's not this like aggression. Totally. It's really the yeah. only time I've seen people change mm-hmm. is when I've had the willingness to not say, 
you're wrong, but say, well, what's your opinion? This is mine. You know, it really mm-hmm. bothers me. Yours really bothers me. But let me understand it more. Right. The silence and distance is hard in a different way, but so much easier to lean into right. or, or fall into. And you could yeah. go years, decades. You know? Yeah, I have regrets about things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you also have to have parties willing to go both ways. Both parties have to be willing. Yeah. So, you know, some of my regret is wrapped up in an unwillingness from other people. Right, right. To go there, you know. Yeah. And Um, then also there's... into it. Yeah. I've I've definitely had the fear of extending myself and witnessing the unwillingness. And I think that's enough fear that you don't extend yourself. Right. And that's how things can go for years and years. And yeah. 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 Wow. We went deep. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's talking about, you know, how your, how your art activates your activism. Why wouldn't we go deep? That was really beautiful. And thank you for sharing, you know, your involved hats off doing something that's such an intense and important, really important thing to be working in. So I'm, I'm, I'd love to hear more about it and maybe you could send us some links and we'll put them up on launch left's YouTube. Oh, I would love that. That would be thank great. You. Uh, yeah, I appreciate really that. To contribute in some way and try to get the word out. Um, well, let's see. I think we might have your producer, co-producer, uh, I think, right? He mm-hmm. did the record with you. And bandmate. And bandmate um, yeah. here in the waiting room. So we're going to bring him in and say hi. Hi, Adam. <laughs> hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. We want to just have a little moment of technical discussion with you about the, specifically about the record Temple. And um, mm. yeah, I, we're going to put Phenom at the end of this episode, the video and the song, if they're listening on audio. Um, we love that song, but I'd love to hear more from you both about just um, the record and what the process was like working together and uh, um, yeah, anything you want to share. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah, Temple is the first record that we produced ourselves. And, it, uh, and you know, we've been in a band together so long. It was, and I, I think we, I trust Adam's ear and his musical instincts so much. And we also understand what our strengths and what our interests are, that uh, the, the balance was just, a, it's like a very beautiful arrangement. <laughs> but I'll let him uh, confirm that. Definitely. No, um, that's uh, a huge part of like what we've, what we do and what we've always done has been this uh, collaboration of interests, I guess, and uh, sort of translating that into the music we're making. So um, it really, I mean, what you hear is exactly what we wanted to make. Uh, to the point of like as I guess as creative as we could possibly be inside of the parameters of uh, Tao's sort of vision for the song thematically and dealing with the lyrics and things and uh, having the the music sort of speak to that as well. Yeah, I think a lot of our desires on this record were fulfilled i think we ultimately were able to create exactly what we what we set out to do 
through a very, <laughs> very long process. Uh, there were actually multiple revisions of the record. Yeah, all the way from the very beginning of sort of the initial demos of Tao, Tao's ideas uh, coming to me and then me reimagining those, sending those back to her and sort of like bouncing off of each other uh, and creating like that all the way to the end. Well, that's really cool that this is your first self-produced um... That must have been fun and different and almost, I'm guessing, a little scary because you probably, you know, sometimes that idea of having a producer really, you, you can, you know, relax a little bit and be the artist more, right? Even though, of course, you're weighing in or you you are involved, but to really yeah. say like, okay, we're going to be at the helm as well. For um, sure, yeah. Yeah, was that a lot of anxiety or was it excitement or... It was exciting. Uh, for me, it was exciting for the most part. I think, um, you know, having fresh ears, as they say, that's, that's real. And that's like a very, <laughs> that's a great resource to have. And I think there were points where you just were pretty overrun with the album, the song, that, and you're so deep in it. It's, it, I think, regaining or capturing perspective sometimes uh, was more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, especially over the course of, I mean, Tao, was it, would you say this took us two years to make? Yeah. <laughs> I would say two years. I would say two years for songwriting and then another two years for <laughs> the recording of it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of that time and sort of the uh joe came in we had already made an entire record and it was mixed and we were ready to have it mastered and uh uh the band's manager joe goldberg came came to us and uh we 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 thought about you know remixing it and reimagining it and adding songs and uh, we were like, do we stop here? We had just created this entire record. And I think we ultimately what happened is we ended up creating another one on top of it and mashing the two together. Um, so that's kind of what you hear. Thanks for being on the show and for sharing about your creative and things that move you. And um, this is a hard time for all of us. And I'm just always more inspired and joyful after speaking to fellow artists. And uh, so I appreciate your time and, and sharing your amazing record and music with us here on Launch Left. Thank you so much. And thank you all for your support. We really appreciate it. For all you watchers and listeners, uh, we're going to hang up this call and then you're going to hear and watch Phenom, the single off Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down's new record entitled Temple. Enjoy. Sip on joy, the purest drink Move to make, thought to think They can feel us from afar Avenues and boulevards White collar cannibal, what you gonna do? Everyone's attending, so who you gonna choose? I will not equivocate If that's all I celebrate Shamefully, shame's claim on me Famously, I've been so politely at the bottom. 
space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. 